Let's do it. Alright, beep bloop, team music, blah blah blah. Yaggity schmack. Alright. Are we there already? We're already there, huh? It's time it's for time. another episode of Cartoon Violence Has a Podcast. Yay! Woo. I am your forever host, Professor Robot. I am your eternal host, Dr. Octave. And joining us this month, we are very pleased to have a ultra super special guest with us. Joining us live via satellite, it's the one and only Mega Ran, all alias Random. Yo. Hey guys, how are you? Good, how are you doing, man? I'm good, you know, busy as always, but um, happy to be here, man. I'm glad we got a chance to make this happen. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Every time I blink, you are somewhere else. So mm-hmm. it's cool that we were able to like pin you down for a second here, because like, uh, what, what's up? You were just partying with the uh, new NBA champs and a bunch of WWE wrestlers out in uh, Vegas the other the other night, like just a, like a day or so ago, right? Yeah, I really don't know what my life is right now. It's kind of insane. Uh, you know, I just got finished recording my podcast, like talking about this this moment, and it was just so surreal like every few minutes we're just all like huddling up like hey guys is this our life right now like what's happening (laughs) you know so pretty unbelievable just a series of right place at right time moments that just really like just worked out and uh yeah it was insane you know so vegas is always a fun time but you know we just went there to watch wrestling and and then um wound up into a, a bunch of crazy parties it was it was great that's awesome man Always, always cool to just randomly end up at at the at the at the happening spot. Yeah, you're, you're a big wrestling fan, aren't you? I am. I, I've just gotten back into it in the last like two, three years, and um, it's really been a, a huge part of my life. But just seeing a lot of the similarities, I guess, and what the wrestlers go through and all the heavy travel schedules, kind of like what you know independent artists go through, trying to make their mark and working for years, you know, hoping to get that big break, you know. And, um, and yeah, so I just kind of become fascinated with the psychology behind it and, and the mentality that, that makes you want to throw yourself off of a <laughs> for a living, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, yeah, I've just really gotten into it so much so in the last few years. Nice. And now you actually, for people that don't know, who you are, why don't we just give him, like, the quick elevator pitch here. Uh, so you are, uh, do you consider yourself, like, a nerdcore MC, or would you just, like, yeah, title yourself an MC? Yeah, I would say MC so. I mean, I say I'm a rapper, but, I mean, a lot of people have, uh, I would say, a rapper of the nerdy variety, which is, which has a lot of people has associated with nerdcore, which is okay with me, so, yeah, nerdcore did, it is. Did you also coin the term chip-hop, or was that already around? You know, I heard, I thought I did, but someone told me that, um, I think it was Optimus Rhyme who uh, coined the term chip hop a while back. And uh, yeah, so that's just something I feel that I I definitely relate to as far as combining chiptune 8-bit, 16-bit elements with uh, with hip hop stylings. And uh, and that's, that's where it came from for me. Nice. Now, how long, how long have you been just doing rapping now? Because you were a teacher before you became a rapper, and uh, this is this is something you've just been pushing heavily 
since uh, leaving your teaching job, right? Uh, yeah, I have been out of teaching for five years now. Um, I walked off the job, you know, after a, um, a long, grueling, uh, stressful year. I had to make a decision to uh, to try the music thing on for, for size, and that was in 2011. And so since then, I've been wandering the streets like a nomad, finding <laughs> finding my way in music, and um, it's been a, it's been a great experience. It has absolutely been. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've you seem to be doing a lot, and like every time I look, it seems like you're bigger than you were before, and that's not. And that's not something that just happens, though. Like you have been busting your butt for those five years. Oh yeah, you have to. And there's there's no there's no off season and no break. You know, you just gotta continually be working to to do better and to do more than you did the previous months or year. You know, gotta top your last thing constantly. So how yeah. quickly after leaving teaching did you really feel like? it was working being a full-time musician like were you scared at first were there some really dry months oh yeah it was a very scary time i quit my job in may and i didn't figure everything out until september because i was asked to tour with mc chris and mc lars and so i was uh between that and going back to teaching actually you know and my mother even thought i was just gonna take the summer off and figure it out and then go back to teaching and in my mind I was like nah there's no going back at this point I'm going to just try this out and see what happens and um, and I got offered the tour probably in the summer which you know which definitely powered me through you know being able to survive and uh, just to hold on and that tour wound up being you know the biggest thing I had ever done to that point so it was a, a matter of a lot of luck you know coming into play but there's definitely been some slow, scary months, and uh, and that's really why I uh, why I move so much and move so hard and so fast is that, you know, I I know what it's like to to be broke and it sucks, and so therefore, <laughs> I'm like let me let me keep hustling, you know, and uh, and I feel like I'm like the rat on the hamster wheel, you know, and that's just like I feel like if I stop, it's over, like I'm just gonna go and just fall off, and it's gonna be a very very uh, painful fall and I, you know and i just don't want to, i don't want to experience that yet so therefore you just keep going as long as you can and now does it get harder or does it get easier because you know i know like being out on the road away from your loved ones and stuff like that like it's always like difficult but i mean like over time is it easier to cope with that stuff or does mm. is it is it always the same I don't know if it gets any easier, um, honestly. It gets harder, I think, you know, especially with me going from, you know, having a girlfriend to having a wife, you know, is like a huge transition. And so being, you know, being there for them is even, it's even more painful when you're not able to be there. So, um, so it does not get easier, you know, it gets a little easier to explain as things are going well. You know, it's like, hey, there's this really well-paying job I have to take, you know. And then it becomes an easier uh, conversation rather than, hey, I'm going to go drive six hours for nothing and hope that someone cool hears me and gives me another opportunity. You know, those can lead to some arguments. But when it's like, hey, this is a a well-paying opportunity, then uh, it makes the conversations a lot easier. 
Yeah, and you're doing a Patreon as well now, right? How is how do, how is Patreon working for you? Um, I kind of like it. I feel like I'm still learning it. I'm not a huge fan of the the layout of the site, honestly. I feel like there's a little bit of work that can make it easier for for me as well as for people who who use it or who who would um who would be interested in it. I think it would make it a lot easier if it was a little more I don't know, intuitive, I guess. And some of the things that some people just don't get and don't understand. And people will be like, hey, I've been a member for two months and I haven't heard any new songs yet. How do I get them or how do I get the old songs? And I have a lot of I get a lot of questions about the format of it, which lets me know that maybe it could be a little easier. And uh, and so I'm still learning myself. Me and my partner, Kim Murdoch, we partnered up on that. So he does a beat every month and I'll do a new rhyme every month. And and we put them together and we're bits and rhymes. And so we create uh, based on video games that people like. And so basically that was, as I was trying to transition as an artist out of covering video game music into being an original you know, music creator, um, I noticed that there were still people who wanted to hear me over video game music. So that was why I created the Patreon was so that I could still hold on to those video game roots and say, hey, you want a Pokemon track? All right, well, it'll be in the Patreon. You want to? We did a Streets of Rage track. We did, you know, Shovel Knight and some other games that I really loved. And so that that'll be the only place to find stuff like that, you know. Whereas the albums will be mostly comprised of original chiptune inspired hip hop music. Nice. So it's kind of keeping you connected to like like the old school like Capcom stuff you did right stuff like that yeah nice mm-hmm. um man speaking speaking of video games though like you just you just had a game drop and you did the end theme for it and it's um, like the new mega it's essentially the new mega man <laughs> I, I guess that's a good description of it uh yeah mighty number no. nine is created by Kiji Inafune who made the original mega man he created mega man uh, who left Capcom and started his own company and uh, did a Kickstarter. And three years later, here we are. The game is out. And uh, I'm just excited that it's out. You know, it was pushed back a whole lot. So I'm really excited to be able to play it. I was just playing it this morning. I I can't seem to have enough time to actually get through it and get any real, you know, distance on it. But uh, but I've played it, you know, through, through like half-hour intervals and uh, and it's a lot of fun, and um, you know there's been some mixed reviews online, but I think that you know once the internet has it in its mind to to dislike something, it's kind of hard to shake that. So the inter- yeah. inter- internet's gonna internet. So, but uh, <laughs> but for everyone, I would uh, definitely recommend you to play it, and of course play it all the way to the end so you can hear my song. There you go. Yeah, but the internet's not real anyway. That's the thing about the internet. It's not real. Yeah, people mm-hmm. people tend to think like, oh, there's people complaining on the internet, but they forget that they don't. That first of all, those are probably just little kids being <laughs> trolls, like more than anything. Or it's bots. Not actual, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not actual people. It's not like adults. Well, some adults, if you can call them that, like to go on the internet and yell like children, but. Um, <laughs> For the for the most part, yeah, I think like it, it, the internet's just a, it's a it's a weird thing, you know. Uh, I mean, like we, it's a great tool for us as musicians, I feel, but at the same time, 
like I, I it's also just kind of like throwing stuff against the wall sometimes mm-hmm. like like and i mean you you you're you're pretty popular on social media and stuff like that like how like how much was it just did it feel like throwing stuff against the wall at first and like when did you really feel like you're starting to really feel like your popularity grow well yeah a lot of it is throwing stuff at the wall and i still i learn every day and i'm still learning and uh i try to explain that to people who ask me for advice and i said you can never stop learning you're always a noob you know you're always a beginner in some aspect of of either the business or marketing or anything you know so you got to remember that that you can always learn something new from like a new kid who's doing it or things like that i mean i've literally watched guys you know come from you know a place where i would consider out of nowhere you know and then just shoot up in popularity and past me and everybody else you know like and i look at it and i'm i'm always like what am i not doing that they're doing uh, you know and so I think it it just came down to just finding myself and and just being comfortable with myself. I mean, who I am is a hip hop guy who's highly influenced by video game culture. So therefore, uh, I try to make sure there's a piece of that in everything that I put together and, you know, just don't lose sight of that. And then I think if you stick with it, you know, and and uh, constantly try to innovate and just try to top your last thing, um, I think that. Then I started noticing some things working out, you know, and some things still flop. I mean, I've done recent things where I was just like, man, I thought that was going to go over a whole lot better, you know, and it doesn't, you know. And so I realized that I'm still learning, you know, so it's it's not it's not um, it's not easy. But at the same time, I, I welcome the challenge, you know. Yeah, I always find the stuff that I put like optimum effort into is the stuff that never gets attention. Whereas if I just <laughs> throw something up. Like everyone loves it. It's like yep. the less thought and effort you put into something, the more you just throw it up on the internet, the more people are gonna like it. And it's such a, it's so tough sometimes to like, like <laughs> as a as a creative person to like deal with that. But yeah, the like same- where's the where's the motivation to to want to work hard when you know that the thing you could if I I could just go and rap over a, over a Mega Man theme and, and it would be successful, you know? <laughs> so where's the, you know, so where's the, the desire got to come from for me to go and try to innovate and make something original when I know that all these people want from me is a Mega Man rap, you know? So <laughs> it's like, it, it's so, it's, it's really challenging. It is. And you got to find that motivation from within, you know, like somehow. Yeah, but it looks like you're finding it. You know, I mean, like the stuff you're yeah. doing now as Soul Veggies with Storyville, like that is that the direction mm-hmm. you seem to be moving in? As as I least think so. I mean, I feel, I feel like it's a transitional phase. I think the random album that came out last September is probably indicative of the direction where if there's a song like Infinite Lives, where it's a video game sample and a video game sound, which came from a uh, gosh RoboCop for Commodore 64 and then using that and creating a song that has a completely different meaning that isn't necessarily about Robocop or 64 but it's about something completely new so I think that that's the direction of what I've been trying to do and I think that that's what future stuff will uh, will continue to sound like so outside of the Patreon stuff which is 
what I love to do, which is, you know, flipping a video game sample and uh, and attacking it or rhyming on it over the with from the perspective of a character. You know, I really enjoy doing that. But I feel like at the end of the day, when when the Mega Rand story, you know, is over, you know, I would like I just want people to remember me for a little more than just taking something that was already popular and making it you know palatable you know and so i want to be i want my catalog to be able to kind of stand on its own and and that's what eventually you know that's what the the transition is really all about yeah well i think i i mean i think it does already stand out on its own in a lot of ways but i also think that it's uh it's what's really cool about like a lot of the stuff you do is like you know, you are really influenced by things like pop culture and video games and wrestling, and you totally wear that passion, like, on your sleeve. And I think that people relate to that because they get passionate about the same things that you do. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And that's a good thing. I'm, thank goodness, you know, even when I created the first Mega Ran album, you know, I didn't expect anyone else to appreciate it or relate to it. I just did it because I love Mega Man. And... And if my only contribution to the world would be Mega Man hip hop, I'm okay with that because you know I felt like it was something that I wanted to try, and didn't do it for anyone else but me. And then some people actually enjoyed it, you know. So it's pretty crazy. Well, obviously people are still enjoying it. Here you are, going everywhere. Like how how much time do you spend touring nowadays? Well, too much. <laughs> Um, honestly, I feel like right now it's about half the year. Um, it just seems like a lot because I'm usually gone like every weekend. There's always a convention, a festival or something that, uh, that I'm hanging out at. But, you know, during the week I'm home, bored, trying to play video games, trying to find time to create and things like that, you know. But, uh, this year has definitely been my busiest year yet. I feel like. Uh, what is it? We're in June, so we're almost six months through the year, and I've been on tour for like four of those six. So it's been it's been pretty crazy. Uh, and you've had some some ups and downs on this recent tour, right? Uh, yeah, you know, there's ups and downs with everything, but uh, this one was definitely a huge setback. We uh we got our car broken into a rental car. Which is funny, I just got home and I was just opening a letter, which is from Budget Rent-A-Car, which is billing me for the glass that was broken in Oakland uh, by some robbers who got all of our clothing, as well as my PlayStation, my Famicom, uh, wireless mic, and a bunch of other goods. And, um, you know, and this was a a car that was parked right across from the venue. And um, it's crazy, man. You know, I just... I don't know. I had it. I had a feeling I was I went out to the car about four times, like maybe every half hour, just looking at the car before this had even happened. And and then the fourth time was the charm. It was gone, you know. So I don't know how they were able to do that so quickly with no one seeing it. But, you know, hey, they got us Dakota slipping. I mean, I, I will definitely learn from that experience. I will have my stuff inside the venue or in front of me at all times. And, um, you know, and I think it just really made us stronger. I was very, very, like, down. I wouldn't say depressed, but I was really down after it happened. 
Oh, mainly because it wasn't just me. I was with a tour mate, Rocky Tyrade, and I was with one of my best friends, Chuck, who was driving, and and their stuff was taken too. So I, that that I really felt not just for me, but I felt bad for my friends to have to go through that while on a tour with me. You know, I felt like man, I just put them in a really bad situation. You know, because now we have to go buy all new clothes. We have to find a way to make this work still. You know, and I felt terrible and. Um, and, you know, but I think that ultimately it made us stronger, you know, it, it got us through the rest of the tour, just that, I don't know, just a positive reinforcement, like, okay, we're going to make the rest of this tour great, you know, just, just to stick it to these guys who, who tried to ruin our time, you know, and so, and I think for that reason, we were determined to make it a great time, and it was really one of my best tours ever, you know, <laughs> outside of that, uh, yeah, I think it really was. Yeah, I think positivity is something that you really emanate not only just in in this example, but I mean throughout throughout your career and how you present yourself. I think it's something like a lot of people will get their gear stolen. They're like, "Oh man, my gear got stolen. This is the worst. I quit." And you were like, "It's just gear. We still have our friends and family and loved ones, and like we're gonna keep going." And I think that's a great message to put forth. Oh, absolutely. I feel like. You know, just look, just putting things in perspective. I mean, so many things have gone on since we were while we we're on the road. I mean, the Orlando tragedy and all these other things have happened. And I'm like, dude, like we just lost some some dirty underwear, you know, and some sweatpants and some jeans. Like it's okay, you know. So maybe there was, uh, you know, a thing that might be hard to replace. But but we have our life, we have our health, and we have our family. So I'm. Um, uh, you know, just I feel like I'm always a glass half full kind of guy, but but this particular time I just felt like man, there's just so much worse going on. So people wanted to donate to us and things, and I'm like, no, just give that to someone who's going through something real, you know, because this is all replaceable stuff, you know. Yeah. So uh, do we want to uh, move on to our top five? We're about halfway through. All right. Unless I'm ready we got other stuff, uh, other stuff pressing at our ears. Let's mm-hmm. do it. All right. So, yeah, this is this is our uh, top five songs. Uh, or this in this case, top five MCs. The rules are clear. The MC can only appear once on one person's list if there's any ties, which means like two people have them on their list. We have to uh, figure out a way. I'm thinking freestyle, freestyle <laughs> rap battle. Yeah, I, I think an MC. we'll probably lose, but I think we have to try. I think I think Mega Ran isn't doesn't even have to. I think it's if you and me have to rap battle because we would just lose to Mega Ran. It would nah. be embarrassing. Oh my god! <laughs> I would love to see that. But, uh, we're gonna count down from five to one, starting with Mega Ran's number five favorite MC. Ah, number five rapper. Um, I'm going to say Ice Cube. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. A member of the West Side Connection. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. I used to listen to that album with my buddy Dave, just driving around. Yeah. Like in his his 510, blasting that stuff. (laughs) Nice. All right. uh, Professor Robot, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Sure. Why not? Uh, my number five pick is MCA from the Beastie Boys. Ooh, nice. nice. Yeah, I had to. I don't know. I 
had to get a Beastie Boy on there somewhere, and MCA was always my favorite. Uh, mm. Just in, uh, I I lo- I don't know. I love the Beastie Boys so much, and I'm really glad I got to like see them perform live. It was one of the best shows I ever went to. Oh, you did. That's so awesome. Yeah, it was on the Five Boroughs tour, but like they pretty much they just ran the gamut. They did three encores. Wow. Like, I, like yeah, at one point on the third encore, the house lights had come up, and like uh, I was like, oh, that was a great show. I wish they would have played Gratitude. Then all of a sudden, I hear the little like harmonics on the bass kick in, and I turn around. And <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. That's so, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Could, yeah, it's so, it's it's tough picking one guy from a crew, um, but yeah, yeah, I would have had a hard time with that. Uh, yeah, but he, he he gets the nod for you know not only being my favorite but it's posthumous. So yes, right. rest in peace. All right, I'm gonna go a little from left field for my number five. I'm gonna say Jimmy Papali from Bloodhound Gang. I oh. I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> I, I I just got to put him in there for I mean he's not the best he's not the cleverest but he does a good combination of halvesies <laughs> in, a, in a way kind of a precursor to nerdcore yeah a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you really want to you know think about it and, and skew it yeah <laughs> we'll huh. go with it in the abstract realm okay yeah all right. All right. So, uh, Mega, your number four. <laughs> Who's it gonna be? My number four is Eminem. Nice. Huh. Slim Shady. What? Slim Shady. Who? Who? <laughs> I, oh man, when when he came out, I was just like that. His first album, the Marshall Mathers EP or whatever. Uh, was that it? Slim Shady. Or LP. Slim Shady EP, yeah. Oh man, that was that was some ridiculous stuff. I was actually I remember the first time I heard the I didn't mean to give you mushrooms, girl song. Me and my <laughs> me and my friend were actually in the process of eating mushrooms. So, <laughs> not that I condone that sort of thing, kids. But I was I was I was reckless and out of control in my youth. But, yeah, mm. don't listen to Eminem while doing mushrooms. Do one at a time, please, kids. Just, just, just bad it. So I guess it's my turn, right? I guess. Mm. I guess my number four is uh, Missy Elliott. Ooh. Ooh, nice. I love, I love Missy Elliott. Oh my god, I can't get enough Missy Elliott. She's uh, great. Yeah, just oh, so good. I'm so glad that she's coming back now too. Yeah, you know, I didn't really appreciate her at the time. I don't know. I just thought it was silly. But then I think later on I listened back and I was like, man, she was so fun. She was so original. Like the videos were top notch. Oh, man, I just I loved it. So, yeah, huge, huge Missy fan. Yeah, I I think the thing I love about her more than anything is she can just spout gibberish and have it work. Like with the little ratatatas and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, I, I love that shit. Yeah, she's really uh, good. Right. Pick, good pick. I'm I'm anticipating a collision here. I'm gonna say uh, my number four is Buster Rhymes. Oh, woo ha! That is so on my list. Yeah, that my yeah. Buster's yeah. on there. Is that on everybody's list? So yeah, he's so he's been so good for so long. I can't I can't leave him off. 
Because uh, even today, I mean, he's, he's, he's still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so in a three-way tie, tie goes to the guest. So, so Maggie, <laughs> you, you get to keep Busta on your list, and, and Prof and I have to come up with replacements. So I'm going to – God, I think my replacement will probably also be a buzzer. I'm going to replace Busta with Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Ooh. Oh. Did not make my list. Wow. I didn't have him on my list. That's a good one. I I love I love the the stretch of his career. You know, he's he's like one of those guys that's written for a bunch of people and performed with a bunch of people, and then he's done his own stuff, and he's done the hieroglyphics, and he's done Deltron Thirty Thirty, and I gotta say, seeing them live with Dan the Automator dressed in a full tux, like conducting a full orchestra, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. That was what that was the free show, right? At uh, well, I've have seen him twice. I saw him at uh, at the Stern Grove Festival and at the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw him at the Stern Grove. I've seen I've seen him at a couple of things because like Hiro Hiro is from Oakland, so mm-hmm. they're local guys. So they they do a lot of stuff. Plus, there's always Hiro Day in right. downtown Oakland. Which is freaking that's, awesome, by the way. That's so cool that you guys have stuff like that. That's so dope. Oh, man, Ooh. it's such a blast. Yeah, but, um, yeah, oh, man, Justin, he, good pick. I got to give it up to you for that one, Doc. Thank you. That makes up for Jimmy Pop. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with I knew Jimmy Pop would be on your list. Yeah. Because I, know you, I know your taste, but, you know. And I knew Busta would be on yours. <laughs> so you, so you Busta blocked at me? I mean, I love them too. Like we yeah. we can't all have different tastes. Sometimes we just you know game got to recognize game. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Mega number three. All right, number three. This is where it gets this tough. Um, I'm going to say Tupac. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have Tupac. No Tupac on anybody's list. I just knew it would come up on someone else's list. Okay. Yeah, but um, man, what what can you say about Tupac that hasn't already been said a million times? That guy is just is mind blowing, mm. especially for the time. Yeah, I mean, the guy was just a poet, man. And um, man, I just I always shudder to think like what could have been with Tupac. You know, like people say, like man, Tupac could have been like a a senator by now or something. Like I, I feel like he just had such vision and and desire to like really change the community that he could have really really done some damage you know and uh what what could have been but for the meantime though he left us with a whole lot of whole lot of good music yeah and a hologram hologram. so do you do what do you do you think he's still alive out there somewhere or do you think he's actually dead no he's dead as a doorknob unfortunately but um he's working on a collaboration I, with Elvis right now. Right. It's Elvis and Bowie and and Prince. They're working on the ultimate supergroup album right now. Oh, they're all man. in Wy- they're all in Wyoming. <laughs> just hanging out. That's where they all that's where they all go to hide Is that where they go? Wyoming's not real. It's just it's just a state of mind. <laughs> True. So so I guess it's my number three since it can't be Buster Rhymes. I'll stick with another bus. Bus Driver. Ooh, nice pick. Man, Bus Driver. The first time I heard Imaginary Places blew my mind. Yes. Oh, my. Dude is incredible. Like, just incredible. 
Yeah. And Things he, he's able to do verbally, are, like, I didn't think it's possible, you know? And I love the tone of his voice. It's almost yeah. got, like, a Thurston Howell from, like, uh, Gilligan's Island, sort of. Oh, yeah. Where, <laughs> you know? I never heard that comparison. You know what I mean? You know what I'm... He's just got that little mm-hmm. something, that little twang to it. Yeah, there. I can that see that guy, comparison. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but that guy, I think, like, he, as far as, like, the way he rhymes and stuff and, like, how fast he can spit, I would think that, like, Buster Rhymes is really the, the only person I've I've seen get, like, close to that that style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So, so they, if I can't do Buster Rhymes, I'll do Bus Driver. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, for my, for my number three... Um, I gotta give him props. These days, he sings more than he raps, but he is a dope MC. CeeLo. Oh, yes. CeeLo is a great, great rapper. Oh, he's, man. He's, that's one of the, um, the Goody Mob albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Such he's a unique still, voice. Great flow. Oh, just yeah. crystal clear. So good. The, the best. Oh, man. That's a good pick. Thank you. All right. You're number, number two, Random. Who's it gonna be? All right, my pick is very closely related to CeeLo and uh, in his past, um, Andre Three Thousand of Outkast. Oh yeah. Ah. Who also sings a lot. Hasn't done a whole lot lately, but every time he does, he pops up and he just destroys it. Um, I mean, he's got some of the more memorable like verses and choruses in history. I think of like Miss Jackson and stuff like that, and Hey Ya, and I mean, just so much, such a great poet. Yeah. Great, great amount of passion in his rhymes, and it's just witty and all over the place. So good. But yeah, Sam and CeeLo, he can sing and he can spit mm-hmm. rhymes, both with the best of them. Um, yes. He's, I mean, he's on my alternate list. If we had another clash, I would have brought Andre in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,. Let's see. I knew I had to get someone from the Wu-Tang Clan in in my list. And uh, then I re- was, like, quickly turned to uh, Old Dirty Bastard. Mm. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I still, like, I still listen to his stuff, like, uh, uh, all the time. And, He's a genius, man. Yeah. It really was. He's like a crazy, deranged genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, everyone in the Wu Tang Clan is kind of like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it was, but it was tough to. It was really tough to just choose one member of Wu Tang to put on the <laughs> list. But like, you know, when I really thought about it, I had to go with Old Dirty Bastards. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you love Old and Dirty. I do. <laughs> All right, my my number two. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Talib Kweli. Ooh, oh, nice. Um, just super clean, super talented, great arrangements as well as good lyrics. Um, also on the positivity tip, um, I love him. Yes. Yeah. I feel like him and Kanye West were like on the verge of being like the same sort of success. Like what if, what if like he had like gone – the way that Kanye West did, Kanye West had gone the way Talib. I'd like 
I'd like Kanye a lot more if that was the case, but then then I think Talib was like totally over overproducing his shit and using too many vocal effects and getting too into like gritty synth goth stuff. <laughs> uh, yep, they're both good, you know. Yeah. yeah. Kanye's great. I just I I mean Late Registration is amazing. I just couldn't put him in my top five because I haven't liked the second half of his career. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like in rap, though, you only like... It's almost like the <laughs> the classic Dark Knight saying where you live long enough to become terrible or <laughs> you, die, you die early and you're a legend. And, <laughs> like... It's it's that's kind of seems the way that it is. Like the longer guys stay around, the more that you know. Usually, I mean, without with the exception of guys like Busta Rhymes, but like usually, the longer you stay around, you start experimenting and doing a bunch of weird stuff, and then it's like, ugh, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like with like in this have like a lot of guitarists and stuff like they all have signature tones and sounds, and I mm-hmm. think like. Uh, rappers have the same sort of thing going so i think that's also an issue where like you kind of have a style that only fits with so many words in your vocabulary and, <laughs> you know like oh, even yeah. even the beastie boys like used used some of the same lines over the years yeah you know? that's true you start kind of running out of stuff to say i guess i mean i don't know it, it's well, so then they start singing that's kind of the way to go i guess there we go. So I guess it's time for your number one Mega Ran. Who is your number one? And I guess oh, I don't it's Busta. Know. We already know, right? Uh, no, it's no. not. Well, I guess it would have had to been. If, but are you if are I you got. flipping it up? But I'm. I think I'm flipping it. You gonna We're flip, going mode? flip mode here? We're gonna flip it. <laughs> um, geez, this is the hardest spot. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I think I just realized that he may be my favorite. And um, I'm gonna say Jay Z. Huh? Okay. Oh man, Jay Z was my Jay Z was my number one alt pick. For real? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, but so it was uh, your alt, so it wasn't your. Or it wasn't, it wasn't your first. I pick. didn't pick Jay Z. I didn't pick Jay Z. No. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, Jigga, you can't, you can't. Yeah. He's got man years of hits. Like he's another guy who's been so consistent for a long time you know and never (laughs) really (laughs) you know never really fell off you know like 10 years or so of of putting out records and and like big hits you know and and he can back up his talk oh yeah and i mean he's one of the few guys who can say like hey i'm super rich and i know the president and i know oprah and you know like and these are real things he's not just bragging you know, but like, um, I realized that when I saw they had a Jay Z concert on Title, and it was the the B sides concert where he would only play stuff that wasn't singles and stuff that didn't get a lot of airplay, and I knew just about every song and I was just singing along with everything and I was like, wow, yeah, Jay Z might be my favorite. You know, like this is this is pretty crazy. So. I got just as excited for a B-side concert as I, as I did for, you know, the hits. So uh, so I think Jay-Z might be my favorite. Um, my alternate would have been, like, Rakim. 
Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. I feel like so many people have borrowed from him and have, have learned from Rakim. So I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna praise the student, then you have to praise the teacher. You know, so I feel like guys like him or KRS One would have been my 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 alternates. Right, a good alternates. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Yeah, it was really t- it was like tougher than I thought it would be to make this list just because there are so many people who I I admire and like whose stuff is just ridiculously good. I mean, I I can't believe Ludacris didn't make my list. Lu- Ludacris was on my list and I pushed him back for CeeLo. Ah. Uh. Okay. It's yeah. tough, man. I, you know, like nobody put Big yeah. Pun or Biggie in there. Like, there's a lot of great rappers you wanna you wanna call yeah. out, but I mean, yeah. there's only five spots. Yeah. yeah. I tried to stick with stuff that like really like inspired me or whatever. Like I heard it and I it like was mind blowing. Like took me to another level. And I mean, there's and but even then, there's so much stuff. But my number one pick. And I, I think it's a pretty good one. I'm going with the gift to Gab from uh, Black Alicious. Yes. The first time I heard Alphabet Aerobics, like, mm, yes. I was just, I was like, it, it was on like a radio station, like a local, it was either like the local college radio or the local hippie station late at night driving around with my friends. And we all just kind of like shut the hell up and were in awe of what we were listening to. And it was, it's just, the guy's got a killer vocabulary, great rhyme skills. Like mm-hmm. he can just like watching watching him perform and listening to his music is just phenomenal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Man, that's a good pick. Yeah, it's uh. impressive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my my number one. Uh, not the best of all time, but you talk about somebody who every time. Like we were talking about earlier, it's hard to pick a favorite in a crew. If I had to pick yeah. a crew, this is my favorite crew, and every time he gets on the mic, I love it. It's the verbal Herman Munster, Charlie Tuna from Jurassic Park. Oh, nice. Talk and, about a standout. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He he comes with it every single time. That super original voice. Like, yeah, it's just there's nothing that sounds like him. And you're you're like waiting for him on every yeah. J5 song, like, no no doubt. So we've got, in Cartoon Violence, we've got a rap song about dinosaurs, and there's one verse that I sing like Charlie Tuna, and whenever we play it live and somebody in the audience, like, notices it and calls me out, and, like, say they, they say J5, and they start laughing, like, that feels <laughs> great to, to get somebody who's getting your reference that you're inspired by, that you're reproducing, like, I, yes. that, that's just cool for me. Yeah, I I, I dropped awesome. some I dropped some flavor flame stuff on that song. Myself. <laughs> nice. Man, nice, oh, nice. man. Yeah, I I there's another guy who I really wanted to put on my list. Like that cuz like not a lot of people know Flavor Flav like plays 70 instruments or something crazy like that and like wow. he wrote a ton of he wrote a ton of Public Enemies lyrics. Like, wow. Yeah, he's like Yeah, people People don't know about Flavor Flav's like mad skills behind all the quirkiness, but like he's that's a, like a real musician is like kind of quirky and nerdy and odd. Yep. You know, and like he's he definitely fits that criteria. But um, I'm just curious if you had to pick like one one hip hop crew or one rap crew as your favorite, who would you guys pick? 
No, that's, okay. Yeah, just as kind of a bonus round, I guess. Okay. The just one a- crew, I feel like Wu Tang is this for me. It would be Wu Tang. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Digital Underground. Ooh. Mm, nice. I I love Digital Underground. Like I grew up with them, and like I I gotta represent for Oakland at least once on this list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I love me some Digital Underground too. I think uh, Jurassic Five honestly is my favorite like, group mm. um, of rappers. Yeah. But you know, um, Far Side is good. Um, mm. Tribe Called so Quest many- is good. <laughs> Tribe Called Quest is like, De La Soul. Yeah. Uh, so many. Well, we could go on and on and on, but let's get back. Let's get back to uh, our guest since we're wrapping up. Mega, where can people find your find your stuff? Uh, well, if they go to MegaRan.com, that has most of my information. But if you go to MegaRanMusic.com, you'll get all my music. Um, I'm on Twitter at MegaRan. It, and it looks like Meg Ryan when you look at it too quickly, but it's not. It's Meg Ryan. And um, but yeah, you can go on. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Just type in Meg Ryan. Also, try to remember to keep it spaced out. It's Mega Space Ran. I don't know why. I just like it that way. So sometimes a lot of people put it as Meg Ryan one word. I don't really like it that way. So I like capital M, capital R. So just do that, and you'll find me. Um, yeah, I think that's it. And you've got you've a got, podcast too, right? Yeah, I do. I do a wrestling podcast called Matt Mania that is uh, usually on my site uh, two to three times a month, um, which should be at megarandcom slash podcast or uh, on iTunes or anywhere like that. Just search Matt Mania. I talk wrestling. I talk video games, and it just talk all the different connections between them and then in music and we play a musical selection each time excellent that's fun good times man and you're always everywhere every time i turn around you're hanging out with xavier woods (laughs) well we just happen to be in a lot of the same places uh we're both like huge gamers and uh so if there's anything gamer related going down i don't know how with his crazy wwe schedule he's able to do it but like he was at E3, and like, and I'm like, how in the world do you do this? You know, so, uh, so yeah, it's just that we're both big gamer guys, and we wind up in in cool places where where games are going down. So if there's a game happening around, just look around. I might be there. <laughs> Coolness. Awesome. Hell, and then uh, let's see. You can find us all over the internet as well. Go to Facebook.com/slash/TheRealCartoonViolence. Um, cartoon violins on Twitter, which is our Twitter name for now. If you could go with a better Twitter name for us, yeah, tweet let's have a contest. <laughs> yeah, tweet tweet a new Twitter name at us, uh, and the person <laughs> that comes up with the best new Twitter handle for us, uh, we'll get some cool stuff from this month's loot crate. There's like a I got like a Metal Terminator Two, Tin Face, uh, Fallout Four, Bobblehead Guy, a Matrix puzzle. Whoa. From the Matrix movie. That's right. Whoa. Whoa. Is it a glitch? It, it might be. I don't know. I haven't tried putting the puzzle together yet. But there mm-hmm. might be a glitch in the puzzle Matrix. The only way to find out is to send us a Twitter handle. And uh, hope that we Bastion, make Bastion, say our name! Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a Bioshock Infinite Q 
key in there from the like it's based off of the ones that you can find in the game, but it's actually made so I could like make a real key with it. Nice. It's like a blank key, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see if I make a copy to my apartment keys or give that away. But send us your Twitter handle ideas <laughs> before I go to the key maker, and you might get it. Uh, and then uh, please like this podcast on iTunes. Five stars. Give it a great review. Tell us how much you love us. And uh, go buy a shirt. And you know what? If you buy one of our shirts from Threadless, I'll draw you if you were a taco. Like if nice. you were a living taco. Yeah, we got a dozen that... shirt designs up at cartoonviolence.threadless.com. And yeah. everything else we do is at cartoonviolencemusic.com. And, and I think that's it. Yeah, I think that is it. Megaran, we can't thank you enough for being here. When's uh, when's the next show? Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but... July 1st. Coming... Uh, so, 4th of July weekend, I am in L.A. for Anime L.A. Hope to see you guys there. That'll be awesome. The 8th to 10th, I'm in Chicago at Anime Midwest. And then doing some stuff back home in Arizona, playing a couple shows with Deerhoof in awesome. july wow. so that's gonna be really cool what deer hoof that's yeah that's that's that is uh that's random, is random? <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say <laughs> don't be afraid quite to random. use that word yeah quite random that's the way i like it all right well <laughs> we awesome. all like it random and thank you random for being with us and thanks for having a podcast everybody Peace.